0: What's up, guys? It's your boy, Nick Hill, and today i got DMT in the muse. What's up, man? How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm good. How's things been for you lately?
1: Things is going good, man. Things is going good. I'm out here right now in um, in Philadelphia. Um, My son has a a travel um, basketball AAU tournament, so we out here just traveling for the next few days. It's beautiful weather. You can see, yeah, you can see where I'm at. You know, it's beautiful weather out here, and um, we just we just working. You know, working on the music, working on the grind, business, um, elevating, pushing the culture forward. Any anything that has to do with positivity and um and building us up as a as a culture is is the mission, man, for us right now. So, you know, that's where that's where we stand.
0: So, yeah, talk to me about your music. Um, How did it start? Were you, like, always into uh, hip-hop? And I know it's a way of getting the word that you're pushing out there, but how did it all start?
1: Yeah, young, young, young kid. You know, um, I probably remember back to, uh, I picked up a basketball probably when I was five, and I started writing when I was probably, like, eight. You know, um, so music has been, and right now I'm 33. So music has been a part of my life, you know, for, you know, majority of my life. Um, always involved in, um, some sort of hip hop, whether it was reading about it, um, inspired by, you know, the greats, those before me. And, um, and definitely it was a, it was a time in my life where I was expressing myself in uh in a way where my environment reflected what I was going through. So whether it was poverty, violence, drugs, um, everything I was surrounded by, prison, and my music was a reflection of that. And there was a time where um, I, I, put a, I put it a hold because you know I came home from the penitentiary and I was about 18, 19 years old. And I kind of just wanted to clear my mind through everything. So I took a step back from my friends. I took a step back from the music and um, not that I gave up on it, but it just it just wasn't my number one focus at that time. My number one focus was getting my life together, you know, going in and out of that that prison system. I had to break that cycle. You know, at that time I had a few kids um, and it just wasn't sitting right for me. So I started um, from the bottom again and I just started grinding and. I went back to school um, and started focusing on more of my, my inner self and my goals, my direction. And then once I um, got to a place in my life now, um, I just feel that um, I'm at the, the best time in my life to really take that art and that gift that I always had and put it in a form of music and um and share it with the world. And And that's where now people are starting to notice who is DMTS, you know? And, and my story is starting to really be told because um, I just feel like this is the this is the best time to really like deliver the the, the message in the form of um, music, something that's always been a part of my life. But I've loved music, you know, music's always been connected with me.
0: Yeah, um, sorry, I just want to. Uh, so you spoke about um, growing up in poverty and then eventually going through the prison system and things. Uh, was it? What led you to that, may, uh, may I ask? Was it getting in with the wrong crowd or what was it that led you to where you were in that time?
1: Yeah, in that, you know, in that time, you know, I'm a, I'm a 80s baby. So, you know, in that time, this is right around the time where like crack was just introduced um, to a lot of the, the, the communities where I come from. And um, our parents were, were, were affected by it. You know, some of them was drug dealers and some of them was drug users. You know, for my parents, they both were users. Um, my mom and my dad, um, I had um, two older brothers. They both were um, drug dealers. Um, and then it was me and my younger brother. So, um, and then from that, it was it was our neighbors, our friends. We were surrounded by, it. it's kind of like, it's kind of like that was our, our the box that we was living in. And that was like our reality at that time. And that's all we, that's all we've seen. So. By the time I was 11, 12 years old, I was selling nicks, nicks of weed, you know? Um, and I immediately entered into that life of um, whether it was selling drugs and violence and, um, you know, just getting into a lot of trouble. At the age of 11, it landed me um, in prison, you know? Um, and that's what I say, a lot of people talk about being a product of your environment, but that's like that's like a real true statement, you know? Because if you if you take two groups of people, and, um, and, and it's probably not 100%, but it's 90%. You know, um, you step out of your doorstep and your friend's, your friend's friend mom is on drugs. You know, your, your, your cousin's dad is locked up. You know, um, you know, there's no food in his refrigerator. There's no food in your refrigerator. They're selling drugs to, to see where their next meal is gonna come from. Um, you're trying to do this. People are stealing, people are robbing. There's needles on the floor. There's drug dealers, cops is raiding people's houses, gunshots every night. You see your friends die. You see, like, it's like, it's a life of, like, trauma. And, and that affects a, a young kid, you know, 11 years old, 12 years old, 13 years old. Seeing that, you know, that, that does something to your heart and something to your mind. So by the time you get older, you're just repeating that cycle, not knowing mm-hmm. better by default. You're not knowing better, you know, um, and, uh, until you're introduced to another world. And when I got um, sent to juvenile detention, I was 11 years old. And I was away for six months. And not only was it a, a place where I was separated from my mom, but it actually opened my eyes up for two things. One, um, getting sent to juvenile detention was the first time that I ever um, was on the highway inside of a vehicle. My mom didn't have a car. My dad didn't have a car. So running around in the projects, you know, from the, from a young kid all the way to the age of 11, um, I never had... No reason to get on the highway. You know what I'm saying? Like no one has transportation. So being on the highway, going to another town over to get sent to a juvenile detention, it it was opening my eyes. I'm looking out the window with handcuffs on at the age of 11. Like where am I going? Like I see I see cars, I see signs, I see highways, I see. So that kind of right there was a another stage in my life too. Like yo, there there is more out there, but I still was a a young confused kid. You know, a young confused little boy. and then once being separated from my mom for six months, you know, it didn't really make me better. It just it just made things worse. You know, I really turned into a product of my environment, um, fighting in the prison system, getting tickets, um, getting restrained. And from there, it was just a a, a, a never ending cycle. You know, um, and it it, it, was, it was a journey until um, fifteen years old, I got sent to juvenile. Um, an older facility. At 17 years old, I was in MYI. At 18 years old, I was in a a residential home. And next thing you know, I was in Northern CI. And and this cycle just kept going until um, the age 20, 22, 21, I believe around that, where I finally cut that cycle. And I was like, like this right here had to grow. And that's when I started seeing the world and things from a different point of view. And I kind of stepped out of myself And took a breather and when my friends wasn't messing with me like nah man nah I was more like listen I love y'all but I have to focus on on me I have to I have to see what's going on and that's where I was able to stand still at this point in my life and and once I stood still at this point in my life I was able to focus on on life you know like what is life what's the purpose of life why am I here what am I supposed to be doing and and that's when things and opportunities started coming my way you know right in my early 20s
0: so um your friends that you got away from, do you still see them now? Have you spoken to them afterwards? Where are they now? Are they?
1: Well, I, I would say I would say some of them, I would say some of them is still in that same stage we was in when we were kids. Um, they haven't got out of their head yet. Um, or they're in a the blame game. You know, they're still blaming our environment. They're still blaming, um, you know, and I'm not saying there's nothing, It's something wrong with that, but I'm just saying like, there comes a time where the blaming has to stop. You know, you really have to focus on, you know, point. you have to look in the mirror sometimes. Um, some of them is, is, is working, you know, jobs. Um, some of them is locked up. Some of them didn't make it this far. Some of them is, you know, rest in peace. Some of them is dead, you know. So, um, but I know that um, some of my core friends that I hung around with, um, they look at me now and they say, you know, I wish I, I, wish I listened. I wish I started when, when D started you know because when I went to electrical school you know I was an electrician for five years before all this too when I went to electrical school I remember some of my friends like nah man we, we out here in the streets right now you know we ain't got two years to waste you know yeah. to do that and when I, when I graduated I swear some of my best friends was like damn man why, why ain't why ain't do it why ain't do it at the same time you did it and I was telling them like it ain't too late and then to them it was too late you know it's like nah whatever you know we, we out here doing this so a lot of them you know, a lot of them doing their own things. Some of them is, you know, where they at, but um, I feel like I'm, I'm one of the successful stories right now. And, and hopefully I could come out of this and, and, and pull a lot of them out of that mentally, you know, mentally just show them another path, you know, through, through me, you know, through my actions. Yeah,
0: I think it is important that in order to make a change in the world or your surroundings or anything, you first have to make a change within yourself. I think it's important to realize that you have flaws, and once you realize it, you can work on it and work on improving it. And that's exactly what you've done and what you're doing. You're making people aware of the situation that they're in, and you, in your lyrics and things, you're telling people to rise up. And yeah, can you speak about uh, your? I think it's your latest song. Um, uh, sorry. System. just be, Yeah. The system. Yeah. Can yeah. you talk about that? Um, yeah. The lyrics and things. Could you dissect it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You like that. Um, yeah. That, yeah, that, that song was a very, very um, um interesting piece of project. You know, I put that song together in two days and the, the reason for that song was literally the system, the system that we live in, you know, I don't know. I don't care what country you're from what state you from, what town you from, what community you from. There's always a system that's that's put in place to to oppress a certain type of people. And in me being um African American, you know, we we suffer a lot in the in the United States. We're like the last on the total, you know, and we're the ones who built, you know, the United States, you know, when you take it back to slavery, you know, you take it back to when we was oppressed. Like we came here and we helped build this country, but we still are affected by the worst racism in this country. We're still affected by police brutality, police um, shootings from unarmed black kids, um, 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 welfare system, the drug system. Like we're just like, so like pushed down when it comes to uh, these types of things. And and now I look at the system and I go, in the first line, I say, the system's not broken. It's working just how they want it. It's bigger than race. We dealing with economics and and one of the powerful things in that line is that sometimes it has nothing to really do with um black and white but they put us in that category because majority of the black culture um we, we have no ownership you know we don't own any banks we don't own any um no, a majority of businesses um our own schools we don't own our own you know cultures it's just it's it's tough so when you come to economics you know if you look at a different culture in these countries you know, police officers are not shooting young Chinese kids. You know, they're not shooting, you know, young um, Jewish kids because their economic power, you know what I'm saying? Their connections to the system, their connections to the court, to the police stations and all these mayor offices, politicians, one phone call, they're, they're done. So when it comes to the black culture, you know, you've seen it on the news, you know, they yeah. they 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 choke they choke them to death and 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 look what happens, you know, we have to wait, you know, 10, 15, 20 days to get justice. So, so not putting nothing aside when it comes to different cultures, but the black culture is the main culture that suffers and we're the main culture that has the ability to build what we're living in now. We built the USA, you know, we built this from the ground up, you know, um with 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 no pay. Yeah. So the system was to highlight that, you know, it was the highlight, the system's not broke, it's just working how they created it to work. Um, and then I, I wanted to also add in there, I added a lot of things in there, but I wanted to add a form of create, creation and elevation. I also wanted people to know, like, even though the system is broken, even though we've been oppressed, and even though, you know, there's police brutality and, and all these things, at the end of the day, we still can rise up we still can become one. Um, we still have the ability to own things. We still have the ability to create. Um, we are the creators of our vision. Um, own your masters, own your music, You know, and make sure you're making music that pushes the culture forward. So there was other things in that that I wanted to add in there, um, along with a little bit of the uh, politics side and um, young, young um, kids brought up by single single moms not having a dad in their house you know me telling them to keep pushing to go hard to to never give up to don't quit so that song was um was 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 meant to highlight all those different points so people can understand um two sides of the system you know they can understand my culture where i come from and they can understand the world uh um and how it is now how we live in it now
0: quite deep you're an independent artist yeah are you thinking of signing to a label or you were saying artists should own their own music so it looks like you would be sticking to being independent and owning all of it but would you consider in the future if let's say universal music came and offered you a deal or dr dre came up to you and he's like sign a deal would you consider
1: that um, yeah, there's, there's, there's always there's always room for a conversation. There's always room for a business relationship. Like I tell, um, a few people ask me that question, and I tell them, I said I'm in a position right now where I'm I'm just I'm I'm grinding. You know, I'm working, I'm building my brand. Um, you know, getting noticed, and and if that opportunity came, it would have to it would have to be right for me. You know, it would have to make sense. You know, for myself and, and I speak on generational wealth. So that's very important. Ownership, um, my 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 vision, you know, is it is it a good relationship or is it just a, a deal that's going to benefit the company or mm. or the person that's coming to, to sign me? You know, if it's going to benefit both of us and we have a relationship where I own my masters, you know, I own my vision. And we're going to work together, and we're both going to make a masterpiece out of my out of my vision. Then yeah, you know we could we could sign. If not, then I can go on my merry way and continue to um, be independent um, until that opportunity comes, or if it never comes, then I continue my success um, on my own. But I'm not looking for a, a major record deal to sign me. Um, I'm just looking to spread the word. Um, to the masses, you know, my message to inspire others and to let just let other people know that it's never too late. No matter where you go through, um, you can always take your gift. Some people been through a lot and their gift is art. Some people could draw something and 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 people look at that and that that drawing can change a person's life. You know, um some people have the ability to get on the stage and speak and that speech can change someone's life. You know, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, yeah. you know, I, I feel like I have, the, I have the gift to do all that. You know, I have the gift, I'm a speaker, you know, um, I, I'm a, commu, a great communicator and um, I'm a great writer, a great artist, and um, I'm a great teacher, you know? And I feel that I have the ability to take my music and, and living in this day and age now and share it with the world and, um, and, leave, and leave the world a better place than when I found it when I go, you know, when I die, leave, leave the world a better place than when I found it. That's my purpose
0: that's a great way of looking at things like not a lot of people right now, especially with COVID and things see the way you, you see things. You want to leave the world as a better place than you found it right now. People are like concerned with just making it through right now. And I think having that foresight for like, the future is a good thing because it keeps you going. It, it keeps you honest. Yeah. It keeps you working. Um, you mentioned um, Martin Luther King and um, Malcolm X as your role models. Now, who else do you look at for inspiration?
1: Yeah, I look at, um, you know, literally like, Besides the greats that I'm going to name, but inspiration literally can come from anywhere with me. I can be I can be driving down the street and I can just see something and, and immediately my brain just inspiration. You know, I can be listening to something or reading something and inspiration. But like you said, yeah, um, my inspiration, it comes from those before me. You know, Malcolm X, um, Martin Luther King, you know, Rosa Parks. Like all these people who put their life on the line um, that that inspires me because I'm I'm here today in the conditions we are like, they're not the best, but they're better than it was when they were here. So I'm inspired to live in these day and age, because if it wasn't for um, Rosa Parks sitting on that bus saying, no, I'm not getting in the back, you know, um, our culture wouldn't be this far ahead. You know, if it wasn't for Martin Luther King taking that bullet, you know, Malcolm X speaking what he's speaking. You know, um, 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 Nelson Mandela, like all these great people, Muhammad Ali, like they took a stand for a person like me to, to continue that 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 level of um, commitment to the black culture. So I'm inspired by them. And then I and then when it comes to art and music, you know, Jay Z, Jay Z is one of my, my my big inspiration. Like I, I, I love his, his journey, his business attitude, the things that he's been through. I was inspired by him, you know, um, Tupac, you know, Biggie, like all these great artists Um, I was inspired by. And um, I just take all that music and I put it all that music, all that art, all that inspiration and I put it in my heart and then I just let it leak out um, depending on, you know, how I'm feeling. That's why if you listen to my music, I don't know if you heard Generational Wealth, but there's, yeah. a, there's a, a track that I released generational wealth where that's talking about pushing the culture forward in a generational sense because our cultures our our culture has not had the ability, you know, we 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 haven't had the ability to create enough generational wealth to pass it to 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 the people before us like me in my era to actually have a a head start on life. You know what I'm saying? Um, so generational wealth is is very important. Um, but the people before me inspired me to get to where I'm at now, you know, if it wasn't for them, you know, um, I don't, I don't think I'll be as, I, I'll, I, I will always be who I am, but I think they made me more, um, more, more aware, you mm. know, more aware. So, so, and, and, and that it could be accomplished, you know, because even though, you know, they weren't here to, ch- I know Tupac said this, Tupac said, I may not be the person to change the world, but I might spark something in the person that can help change the world. And and that was in the '90s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so you look at people. You, you look at people now, and people are elevating. You know, they're taking that spark. They're taking that inspiration. And I feel I got a little bit of that inspiration in me.
0: Yeah, it's like everything that people do in like in the present is something that's going to impact someone down the line in the future. Like everyone plays a part in in inspiring, especially in art or even like, if you look at in history, when people start a revolution, the revolution might not succeed, but it will help another person, maybe 25 years later, take the same principles and apply it and maybe it would work then.
1: Building, building a follower base is actually coming in the past few months. So I'm just going to continue to work on that and just keep everything organized, keep everything strong, solid, and continue to just learn. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot to learn when you're running a business, um, especially when you never ran like a restaurant before. So every day is a learning process in this music thing too. Um, it's a it's a it's a learning thing. You know, there's so many scammers out there. So many people that's just out there to try to you know take your money. So you just gotta, you gotta navigate the right way. So for me, it's just every day, I'm just taking it day by day, step by step, you know, like I told you before, you know, I have a family too. So everything has to be balanced, you know, has to be balanced. And that's what I'm just focusing on day by day. So that's, that's pretty much what the next six months look like for me. And, um, I'm just going to continue to, um, grow my fan base though, out there in South Africa, because, um. Literally, like, I've gained, like, thousands of followers. Are oh, the
0: majority of followers from South Africa?
1: It just it started picking up a lot. And I was kind of, like, talking to my wife about it. I just, I, I didn't know what was going on. I, well, I knew that the music was good. But when you're speaking to a, a, a country like that, they gravitate a little different than the USA. You know, the USA, the USA they kind of, like, kind of, like, sleep a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they not right. Like, woke but like not all of them some of them is woke yeah when you go to these other areas like you guys canada um i'm getting followers from canada um um south africa so um those those countries are like woke, you know so um the music is is just hitting them a little different and then after after it really like expands out there in those countries the usa will automatically come you know usa is followers you know we they like you know, a lot of artists blew up in those other countries, like, yeah. like um the UK, Canada, like they blow up over there and then they blow up in the US because the USA is like people are like followers. They don't they they follow what's hot. So say yeah. for instance, if I get a major, yeah. a major tour out there in South Africa and I come back to the US, everybody's gonna feel they know me. Like, oh I know him. I've been to him, you know, I've been rocking with him from the beginning because they're followers, and that's why I'm just gonna continue to stay overseas. Overseas is kind of working a lot better right now.
0: Yeah, somebody told me that like long ago, like 2004, they were going to this concert uh, in a park. And uh, one of the artists who were performing was apparently Jay-Z. So like, or it was maybe it was even mm. before that, but it's like before Jay-Z actually blew up. Uh, and he actually performed in a park mm. in South Africa. And the tickets were like cheap and like not Many people knew who he was, and now he is Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that you should come uh, do a tour in South Africa, but not many people are coming this side right now. I think it's the economy that's the reason. But when it picks up, I think a tour to South Africa should be in your sights for the future.
1: Oh no, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm. I'll be, I'll be working on that. Fifty Cent was another one too. 50 Cent, um, um, Canada, South Africa, um, he, he, his fan base out there is very, very, very strong. So that's, that's definitely a, a hip hop market. So, um, I'm, I'm definitely going to stay in that niche and just continue to push in those areas. And then, you know, the, the USA will follow like that. Yeah. That's how it always happens. That's how it always happens. Well, um, but yeah, so that's my, that's my plans.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm also a musician. Uh, I make music here and there. I'm dropping a single uh, on my birthday, 23rd of July. Uh, it's a non-profit thing, but oh, really? Yeah, but I'd love to have you like feature on one of my tracks sometime. I think it'll be big here in South Africa, and it'll be a nice thing to do.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, send me. Can you can you send me? I didn't even know that. Um, that that you did that you did music. I would love to hear some music.
0: Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you some some of them later today
1: yeah yeah no nah, i'm all i'm all i'm all for it and you can push it out there in south africa we could we could we could do something together
0: absolutely hey uh take care man like it was nice having this chat with you we'll talk soon um good luck with everything no, you got going it. and things
1: no no problem man no problem i'll talk to you soon all right cool cheers man